the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. God wants to do great and mighty things in the lives of you and me. Things that'll cause us to be able to live lives that'll be better than we ever thought that they could be. Manifestation that God wants to do for me and you. That'll be beyond what we imagine he'd ever do for me and you. But the truth is that some manifestation that God wants to do for us won't happen until the transformation God wants us to experience are experienced. That's because some manifestations require transformation before they manifest for us. No transformation, no manifestation. That's why all of us who are believers should want both the manifestations that God wants experienced by us and the transformations that are necessary for those manifestations to be experienced by us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God is the potter. We the clay. He wants to mold us and shape us his way. Turn to Job chapter 10. Now Job had an understanding about this. About being the clay. Now although he didn't completely understand what was happening to him. He was a little confused about some of the stuff that was happening to him. Because you know, he didn't have, a, he didn't have a, the... the, the, the the good sound Bible doctrine teaching that we get. So he didn't, he, he didn't understand. He just knew something supernatural was happening to him. He's like, this ain't normal. But although he didn't un- completely understand what was happening to him, Job did understand who he was and who his God was. Amen. He understood that. He could work with that. Let's, let's read about it. Job chapter 10, because he, he well into getting jacked up by now. And we pick up in verse 8. It says, thine hands have made me and fashioned me together round about, yet thou dost destroy me. Now, he was, going, he was doing right for a minute, and God ain't the one that's destroying him. He said, remember, I beseech thee that thou hast made me as the clay, and, as, and wilt thou bring me into the dust again? So he was trying to understand what the heck was going on with him and stuff. He said, Lord, you the one made me just like clay. Or another way, can I back this up? You, you the one gave me all them kids. I mean, I participated with it, but I mean, but you the one gave me all them fine daughters and all them virile sons. You the one made me the richest man in the East. Because I realized I didn't do that, you did that. I cooperated with you. I did what you told me to do. I was a, I, I, I was a, I was a just man. I lived righteously based on what I understood and knew. I operated myself according to the things that you told me, and therefore you blessed me just like you said you would do. You the one 
brought this woman my way. And, and, and I got a chance to marry her on that day. And you're the one gave me the, the power to be able to have all these kids all over the place. You're the one made me the richest man in the East. I know I didn't do it myself. You did it. You're the one did it because I'm the clay. Which, he under, which means he understood that God was the one that shapes his life and shapes his activities in life and shapes what he does in life in order for him to be the blessed man to the point he was the richest man in the East. He understood that. What he didn't understand was what's happening now. In terms, he was all jacked up and messed up and he was losing everything and he didn't understand. That's why he asked the question, are you going to bring me back to the dust? It's like, well, how does this work? Because, you know, you, you know that, that when a potter is, is, is forming, you know, a, 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 a pot, if it doesn't turn out the way it's supposed to, then they, they break it up and, and, and re, take, it, take it back down and stuff like that. And then they begin to reform it again. Praise God. And he's asking, basically, is that what you're doing to me? He said, is you, you're trying to tear me up so that I can, you can put me back together again? Because he understood, I am the clay. You're the potter. Even though he had it wrong about what was happening because it was the devil that was doing that to him. But he still had it right in that he understood, you make me. I don't make myself. You form me. I don't form myself. You mold me. You shape me. You set my life. I don't do this myself. The church of the living God need to hurry up and get that, get Job's understanding. We used to pray a long time ago for the patience of Job. Some of us need to get some of the understanding of Job too. Not all of it, but some of the understanding of Job. That's when we do need to pick this one and that one and leave that one out. Praise God. Because one of the things he did understand that he's the clay and God was his potter. And he understood that if I'm going to be prosperous, if I'm going to be blessed, if I'm going to live that blessed life that you have in store for me, then I got to submit myself to you and let you be God in my life. And let you begin to start molding me and shaping me the way you want me to each day. Job understood that he was clay and that it was the hand of God that made him the man that he was. He understood that. That's why he said once again in verse 8, read it again, read it again. Thine hand have made me. That word made right there means to carve. That is to fabricate or fashion. To carve. That is to fabricate or fashion. He says, so your name, your hand is what carved me. Your hand is what fabricated me. Your hand is what fashioned me. Your hand is what carved me. I like that carved because we're going to talk about it later, not so much right now. But like the hand of the, of the potter even carves the clay. Praise God. How, depends on how you hold your hand and how, how you're held in the, in the potter, how the clay is held in the potter's hand will determine what shape it'll take because it's carving it. It's remolding it. It's shaping it. Does that make sense? And then, so, so we're going to find out it's got a lot to do with how much contact you allow him to have with you. <laughs> we ain't going to get into that right now. But his hand is supposed to carve you. Car- In fact, he phrased it this way. He said, you made me. It means made with pains, implying a work of difficulty or art. Made with pains, implying a work of difficulty or art. Now, let me hear him qualify that. The pains, ain't, I'm not talking about on your end. I'm not talking about there ain't going to be no pain on your end. But I'm saying the pains that it's making is going to be on his hand. Because he wants it to turn out the way that it was supposed to. He wants it to turn out the way he's supposed to. You've never seen it. But when a, when a, when a, when a potter is, 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 is making the clay into what he wanted to do. And then he's forming it and shaping it. And it's starting to mold into the shape that he wanted to do. But then sometimes something can happen in such a way where it, 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 it changes shape and it's not what he wanted to do. And it's, it's frustrating to him. It's like, ah, 
you know, because I almost had it where I wanted it. And then I got to, you know, you know, put it back and, and then and then start it over again and then start it over again. So he does it with pains. Just like some people up in here. Look at your neighbor. Say, he ain't talking about us, though. He ain't talking about us, though. Amen. That, that he, the Lord been molding you and shaping you. And, now, and he thought he, he almost had you to the way that he wanted you to be and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, then you went lopsided. And he like, he like oh, my God. It's with pains that he do it. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, he said he wasn't talking about you. He said he wasn't talking about you. He went lopsided. And he had to, he had to like, remold you. And sometimes he had to take you back to a, to a stage that you already was in before. In order to be able to raise you back up to that next stage again like you want to do before. Does that make sense? That's why it says with pains and difficulty. It's a work of difficulty and art. Because it's, it's one thing to be able to have to mold clay that ain't got a mind or a mouth. We're trying to mold clay that got a mind and a mouth and got feet that run. <laughs> jumping off potter's wheels and stuff. Ain't got to go draw you back with bands of love and continue to suggest you to jump back on the wheel again and come back to church. Come on, come on, come back to midweek services. Come on, come back, come back to Sunday night last. Come on, come back to the fellowships. Come on, come on. And you're like, I don't want to go on the potter's wheel. But he keep working with us. The literal Hebrew of have made me goes like this. He took pains about me. He took pains about me. Which it shows you the heart of the, of the of the of the potter. He pains to get you the way he wants you to be. He 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 he, he pains to get you there. This is a, a labor of love, because he loves you like he do, and he wants to get you to the place you're supposed to be, in the shape that you ought to be, so that you can do what he got in store for thee. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 18. I love the Lord. Anybody here to love the Lord? We got something in common. Somebody say, mold me, Lord. Shape me, Lord. You are the potter. I am the clay. Make me your way. You see, that's what we want. We want, we want him to make us his way. Do that work of art on us. That by the time we finish, he like, my, people look at it and say, my goodness, would you look at that? Absolutely beautiful. It's a masterpiece. Jeremiah chapter 18. Now, this is an important point to understand. That's, that's to be transformed. We need to go to the potter's house and put ourselves in his hands. Since we clay with feet and everything, we need to go to the potter's house and put ourselves in his hand. Matthew, Jeremiah chapter 18, begin reading in verse 1. It said, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Arise and go down to the potter's house. Remember, you got to humble yourself. He said, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, speaking of the potter's wheel. He wrought a work on the wheels, speaking of the potter's wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. So he made it again, and another vessel, 
as seemeth good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you, ye, in mine hand, O house of Israel. Now that clay was in the potter's hand because it followed the directions of the word of the Lord to go get in the, in, in the potter's hand. And he said, and that's the same way I want you to do. I want you to voluntarily get up and then go and place yourself in the position or take yourself to the place where the potter can now mold you and begin to shape you. That even though you're marred, that he'll rebuild you and remake you into what it is that he wants you to be. He can remold you and remake you into what he wants you to be. Oh, to be remolded and made into what God wants you to be. Trust me on this one. What he got for you to be is better than you got for you to be. What he got for you to be is better than what you got for you to be. But you got to go place yourself in the potter's hand. You got to go to the potter's house in order to be able to get in the potter's hand and let the potter start molding you and shaping you like only he can. So to be transformed, we need to go to the potter's house and put ourselves in his hand. Because when being molded and transformed, the clay is not supposed to. Oh, let me keep reading. Verse 6. Oh, house of Israel, cannot I do with, cannot, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. See, God wants us to be a people who will merely submit ourselves to him and let him do what he wants to do and, and let him do with us what he want to do. If we keep reading, it says, at what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning the kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it? If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it. If it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Now, I like that. Because God is saying, in essence, I might have said that I'm going to tear you down. But if you repent and put yourself in my hands and let me remake it, I'll repent of what I said I'll do. In terms, I won't tear you down like I said I would. But he also said, I said I would bless you, build you up and put you up. But if you continue to do evil and do not obey my voice, then I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do for you. See, a lot of people don't understand the promises of God are contingent upon how we respond and how we operate our lives. God wants to, God wants to raise people up. He wants to do great things through them. He wants to do great things for them. But, and he has promised those things to me and you. Gave us promise after promise after promise of what he would do. And God is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. God's going to do what he said he's going to do. But the question is, is what you're going to do? Because if we respond to him incorrectly and don't flow with him, don't go with him, God said, well, I know I said that, but it ain't going to happen. 
Because I said this too, that if you don't do what I said do, then I'm not going to do it. Do you mean we delay the things that God wants to do in the midst of our life sometimes? Do we mean we postpone how long it takes to get to where God has in store for us? Mm-hmm. Ask the children of Israel. They was disobedient. And that which some theologians, longest one I heard was like three and a half weeks. It was a three and a half week trip. That's the longest one I heard. I heard one shorter and longer, praise God, based upon the theologian. I never walked it, so I just got to go by what they say, praise God. But they say it could have been three and a half weeks that it took to get there. But they was 40 days in the wilderness. Okay, I'm just checking you making sure. 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years to make a three and a half year trip. Three and a half week trip. I'm just checking to see if y'all paying attention. (laughs) 40 years to make a three and a half week trip. Because they delayed it. From their obstinance, disobedience, arrogance, refusing to submit themselves to do what God said do. Wouldn't allow themselves to be molded and shaped like they were supposed to do. Because their potter's will was the wilderness. Because they left Egyptian bondage, you know, and made God in essence, their father. And then from that point forward, they were supposed to be the clay. He was supposed to be the potter and he was remaking them and shaping them as they was on their way. So that by the time they get to the end of the promised land, uh, to the edge of the promised land, they already had their minds remolded into the way that God wanted them to think and doing what they wanted them to do. Uh, Obedient people who were submitted unto God doing whatever he said to do. But now they wasn't like that. They just complaining and arguing and fussing and cussing and not trusting the living God and what he do for him until God said, man, that's it. You thought you ain't going into the promised land. He let that generation die out and then, and then came to the next generation. That's the Joshua generation. He came to them and said, now what y'all going to do? God said, I got time. You the one that don't have no time. Praise <laughs> God. Which, what you going to do? You going to line up this time or you going to be like your daddy's and you going to go down too? Which one is it going to be? I mean, I'm, you know, paraphrasing it but that's that's about the size of what he said to him and God because God want to do some things but it's going to be based upon what we do see when being molded and transformed the clay is not supposed to argue with the potter who's molding and fashioning them what the clay is supposed to do is yield to what the potter is doing especially since the potter knows what he's doing supposed to yield to what the potter is doing especially when the potter knows what he's doing because we don't know how to shape ourselves. No. And we definitely don't know how to shape ourselves for what God wants to do with us. We sure don't know how to do that. Because we don't, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But God said, I know. That's why I said, submit yourself to me. Humble yourself under my mighty hand so that I can exalt you. Because God know what he's doing. Turn to Isaiah chapter 45. I said, God know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Remember that next time you're on the wheel. Because it's easy sitting, say, sitting right now. Remember that next time you're on that wheel. Spinning around looking like, what the heck? Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45. See, we shouldn't argue with or fight against God's transformation of us. Because we want him to transform us. But for that to happen, you got to quit arguing with it. Verse 9. Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the pot herd, pots herd strive with the pots herd of the earth. Shall the clay say unto him that fashioned it? Now when it says the pots herds strive with the pots herds, 
It's like it's one thing for you to argue with somebody else at your level. Like that's, you know, your brothers and sisters. He don't, he don't advocate your argument. But he's like, if you're going to argue with anybody, anybody, argue with them. Don't argue with me. Does that make sense? Shout a clay, say unto him that fashioned it, what makest thou? Or thy work, he hath no hands. Woe unto him that said unto his father, what begottest thou? Or to the mother, what hast thou brought forth? Thou thus said the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hand. Command ye me. Command. And concerning the works of my hand, command ye me. Now, remember the, the word, all the words are anointed, if I can phrase it that way. All the words are inspired. That's the word I want to use. All the words are inspired. All the words of the Bible are inspired. The punctuation marks aren't. Punctuation marks were added in by the translators in order to help bring a clarity. And I'm glad they put it in there because if you ever saw the literal Hebrew, how it's written, you'd be wishing there were some punctuation marks in there. Because what they had it was all caps, no consonants, and there was no, no, no things in between there. Excuse me, all caps, all consonants, no vowels, and it had no punctuation marks. So you had to know you some Hebrew to know when, when does each sentence end and when does the next one begin. So the translators, they say, they don't want to take the chance that y'all like give up after Genesis 1-1. Be like, forget it, man. I, 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 can't, I can't figure this stuff out, man. So they put punctuation marks in it. Everybody say, thank you, translators. But sometimes, I said sometimes they put in ones that I think could have been different. It's up for opinion. Like for instance, in this particular one, he said, in verse 11, he said, thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. He's doing it as a question mark. Command ye me? Or another way of phrasing it, let me get this right. You going to tell me what I'm going to do with my sons? And you going to check me about what I'm doing? Me, I'm the maker. You the clay. And you're going you're gonna to command me, as in tell me what to do with you? I ain't your hairdresser. I ain't your barber. Like you can tell me how you, I want my, I want it this way. I want it that way. You, you, don't tell, you don't tell God how you want it. God says, I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to, you don't tell me how you want it. Remember, you ain't going to the legal massage parlor. And choosing the one on the on, on, on the menu, which one you want. This ain't Burger King. God said, you don't have this your way. We got this, this how this how we gonna do this. You gonna humble yourself under my mighty hand, and then I'm gonna do what's necessary to exalt you. And you just go for the ride and cooperate with me. Amen. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. Hope that you learned a little more about the transformations and manifestation that God wants to do for me and you. Hope even more that your faith is rising in the God-given biblical fact that transformation and manifestation are promises that God made in his word to all of us. Promises that God's willing and wanting to do. 
that is cause those things he promised to manifest in the lives of all of us who he loves. So let's believe God's word is true. Do what he tells us in his word to do so that he can do what he wants to do for me and you. That is to cause transformation and manifestation in the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. I invite all of the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Sisters from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, just for the brothers, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. This if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation is available for this too. Bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee you that all of you will be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.